0: Testing, one, two, three. I think my levels are okay. All right. Dot, dot, dot.
1: We're going to try and do this without Peter and Berg and Ficker again, just you and I me. I know. I know.
0: I think we can handle it.
1: I feel bad because you're, you're moving away. I know. And
0: then... I have to tell you, I love being on this podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's good, it's good to be with you guys, but... Maybe it'll have to be like a more of a quarterly thing, <laughs> which means it'll be a, a semi-annually thing, <laughs> right? Well, with technology, you know. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. can we can get a way for you to well, sure. To be a part. I mean, still. if I could get my own studio like Peter has, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. I would like to. Uh, can you hook up like a Mevo camera to this thing? And well, I do have another camera I could use. I'm sure. So we, we should, should probably say what we're doing. Right? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs>
1: Recorded live at Tox and Tasting Studios, it's the Clerical Errors Podcast. The podcast that shows you what's behind the collar. Let's go. Uh, this is the Clerical Heirs Podcast. I'm Vol Hagen. I'm Bert. And as you can see, we're missing our producer
0: because we've already rambled and, I, and gotten off topic. I think I offended him. I don't know. I probably did. No. With all the dot, dot, dots. No, you, know, you did not. I. You know, I I, I... I mean, we were the ones that were talking behind your back. Kind of. Publicly. <laughs> publicly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and And, you know, Berg said, he said, uh, uh, like... Uh, you know, I hope that he, you know, finishes every conversation with a dot, dot, dot from now on. I'm like, I'm going to make him happy. I want to make Berg happy. So that's that's what I did. <laughs> I was just obnoxious about it then. Which is what we do. Which is what we do. What we do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs> Behind the collar. But, you know, I, I will tell you
0: that I thank you guys for bringing it up because in my conversations with other people, like my wife, my daughter, parishioners... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've consciously decided I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so you've helped so, me. So, has this personal been... Im- improvement? So, so I thank you, ba- you, Peter, for bringing it up. Have you ba- <laughs> did you do bounce bounce that off your wife and you say yeah, I did? You're... I did actually. I asked her, do you know that I always do this? And she's like, No, I haven't noticed. And then she went back and she looked at the text that I've written her, and she said, like, Oh yeah, you do it all the time. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Which is funny because I think well, she didn't you, say what's wrong with you. You know, she would never you say you
1: that. do it uh, in your texts, but. I think a lot of wives kind of end the conversation that way
0: because they want it to continue, right? right? I'm you not,
1: know? you know, I'm not hungry. <laughs> what do you want? Right, exactly, exactly. Or
0: <laughs> would you be a deer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not upset.
0: Dot dot. <laughs> 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 no, you are. Come on, just come out and say it. <laughs> Tell me what I did wrong. <laughs>
1: Actually, I got. Actually, that happened to me after that la- last episode. Is that right? Because yeah. you know how we mentioned that I had gotten uh, like phone calls once in a while, and I didn't tell my wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She she she, goes, I, I she got,
1: listened. Basically, what I got is, hey Carl, I listened to your last episode. Dot dot dot. dot, dot. dot. <laughs> basically, <laughs> she didn't say the dot dot dot, <laughs> but it was there. But it was there. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. Oh, dear.
0: <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh, well. Well, you listen to the show, you'll learn a lot. Right, exactly. There you go. That's what you should tell your wife, right? <laughs> no, that's probably why she listens. And this is a
1: kind of a big weekend for me. Uh, uh, my son, my youngest son, graduates from high school. That's, Congratulations. That's a weird thing, isn't it? That
0: is cool. Well, good for you. I don't feel old enough. My, my oldest daughter is going into her second year of high school next year. So yeah. Yeah. Is she excited about going to a Lutheran high school? She is. She is. Um, you know, she's been uh, checking out their extracurricular activities. Uh she's been uh is she music, drama, music, sports. Yeah, she would be in, in drama and music, but uh she, she really wants to, you know, have like a writing club. Oh. And, you know, some kind of writing you know, yeah, my, uh, my daughter
1: Grace was that's she she mm-hmm. really enjoyed so that maybe in high she'll school. get
0: into like student journalism or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll see. <laughs> that's not not something I imagine. I wasn't much into journaling. It's
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I did it, but it was because my my uh, uh, my English teachers basically said you will write a an article on this, and so we all did, and then it got published. You know, of course, magically. You know, <laughs> I've ever had I had one
1: one class. Where you're supposed to, basically, the only thing you had to do is, is every time you had to write a page. Yeah. And she didn't care on what whatever it was. You just had, you just to, had to write a page, and that that was the hardest thing for me because, you know, you have to figure something right. out every time, right? Like the yeah, biggest challenge for me as a pastor right? Is right? You know? oh newsletters this week? Oh no,
0: right? Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. could get in a co- podcast and talk, but you know. just. In- <laughs> So like like with me, what I do for newsletters, uh, this is behind a little the secret, behind-the-collar behind moment. I just take an old sermon and dress it up as a newsletter article. <laughs> it's perfect. There it you works. go. I don't know if I'm going to get to do that. If, if, if I get away with that in my new... <laughs> get away with that. That sounds terrible. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. And so... <laughs> all right
1: uh we we haven't mentioned what we're drinking what do you have there i
0: have a uh diet coke with just a hint of vanilla um provided for me by the wonderful people at uh quickstar where they're no longer wearing masks so even even like the guy behind the counter didn't have a mask on so i was i was i don't know i mean impressed i don't know if that's the right word you know, the CDC came out with these new guidelines, so you're not wearing a mask anymore. Mm. And neither am I, so we're good, right? I mean, hey, yeah, hey, uh, we're actually recording this right before Pentecost, right? We haven't actually written our Pentecost. No, I haven't. Maybe you've probably have. Or... <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm composing it now in my head because of our last podcast. But go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think about this: the Pentecost, the mask coming off.
1: Ooh. Okay. Huh? Okay. Think, think of the the. Right, Correlations the you the word make.
0: God comes out, you know, now. Right, and, and, and yeah. how it,
1: it wasn't heard clearly. Right, <laughs> <And laughs> exactly. The... Yeah? <laughs>
0: it's... Yeah. You yeah. know, and the covering shame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eh? I did kind of like wearing the mask because, you know, I didn't have to shave as often then. Mm. You know, I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's cool, it's cool. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I think weird that way. I just... Yeah. I- ideas pop
1: in my head. Mm-hmm. So uh, this actually is for... This Sunday, as you're listening to the podcast, Trinity is Sunday. Trinity Sunday, right? And uh, you guys do the Athanasian Creed. We do, we do. Um, we we read it responsibly, right? And
0: responsibly, responsibly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're responsible readers of the Athanasian Creed. Yeah. Do you do you go into like uh, like the two like perceived pitfalls in the Athanasian Creed when you when you introduce it to people you know because I've heard this several times you know people no are, you don't know, you don't talk about the fact that we use the C word in the Athanasian Creed no that we use the word Catholic I mean it's in there right it's small C Catholic I mean which means Universal right I mean right yeah so you know yeah yeah so, so if, you, if to... <laughs> you get someone
1: says you're to being too Catholic you you put the best construction I say, say thank you yeah
0: right I've had that happen before, you know. Like behind the collar <laughs> moment, behind the collar moment, you know. I, I get I get to my 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 first church, the wonderful people in uh, Amherst, Nebraska, Trinity Lutheran Church, Amherst, Nebraska. Excellent congregation, wonderful people, and uh, they they told me, Pastor, you know, you can do whatever you want for the uh, uh, the uh, the service, you know, whatever you want to do, it's fine. And so I think, all right, well, fine, I'll just. Uh, do the service uh, like I had it done when I was a kid, you know, like my dad did, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, you grew up this way and, you know, it worked for you, might as well, you know, try for other people. Dad chanted. And so I chanted. And uh, about a month into that, I got I got some feedback saying, "Pastor, we don't like your chanting. It's too Roman Catholic." And so I said, "All right, I won't chant anymore." Hmm. And then uh, and then uh, after that, uh, I had people coming up and saying, "Why don't you chant anymore? We really liked it. You got a good voice. You should chant more." <laughs> so I, I can't please everybody. You just can't do it. It's impossible. So I basically maybe it wasn't. The chanting. Maybe what you were chanting. Maybe maybe, were... that, maybe that's what it was. But <laughs> maybe it was a Hail Mary thing. <laughs> right, right, right. Before the service, I would roll the dice. If it came up odds, I chanted. If it came up evens, I didn't. You know, I don't know. You know, something like that. You know? Very spirit-led. <laughs> yeah, Very right, good. i right. <laughs> I didn't do it quite that way. Both folks, but yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Trinity Sunday uh, is uh, a Sunday where the Gospel reading... Right. Now, why do you suppose uh, John 3 is uh, used for Trinity Sunday?
0: Well, I, I think it has to do with... Jesus's relationship with his Father, mm-hmm. um, the Son of God and the Father here, uh, and, and the you, the Holy Spirit, right? Being being born of the
1: Spirit, right? Being yes. born again. So so it does show because people might say, you know, you never actually we use the word Trinity, but you don't find
0: that in the Bible, right? You find the Trinity. The Trinity is in the Bible, but the word Trinity is not in the Bible. It's a word that we made up to describe. What we find there, right? Right. You know, Trinity, uh, Triune, three in one, you know, um, one God, three persons. Um, but yeah, we see that here uh, where uh, Jesus is talking about being born of the Spirit, when being born of water and the Spirit. See, there you have it water and the Spirit. And of course, that plays right into Matthew chapter. 28, verse 19, Mm -hmm. you know, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And and the Old Testament reading refers to the Trinity by... The holy, holy, holy. That's what Isaiah heard the angels, uh, the God's personal attendant angels, singing before God's throne. When he see he when he saw God high and lifted up in the temple, and the train of His robe filled the temple. The uh, attendant angels were singing, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of Sabaoth." And by the way, what, what does Sabaoth mean? Sabaoth means rest. No, no, oh. that's Sabbath. Oh. Good good guess, good guess, but not quite. Sabaoth means the Lord, uh, you know, the Lord God of Sabaoth means the Lord God of armies. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, the Lord God of hosts. Oh. Right. You know, um, and uh, and heaven and earth are full of his glory. Uh, and they sing Hosanna, which is, uh, well, actually that's what we sing, Hosanna, which means save us, right? So in yeah. my ADD yeah.
1: moment, by the way, Go I never ahead. never found out what the second thing you address in the, the Athanasian Creed. Right, 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 I'm right. I'm guessing right. they must uh, believe or... That they must... To be Th- those safe.
0: who have done good will enter into eternal salvation, and those who have done evil will enter into eternal fire at the end. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, basically, you know, I mean, how I address that is simply, well, you know, the, the works that we do are only done out of faith. You know, the, the only way we can do good works at all right. is by faith in in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Uh, And that's the only way that those works are actually good, because they've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And so what will happen on that last day is that God will reveal our works— as if they're done by us, but so, really they're washed in Jesus' blood. Uh, can I, can I uh, play a devil's yeah, ad- advocate? Oh, yes, great. Let's do that.
1: Go ahead. So w- what would you say to someone is, who says, oh, you're just Lutheran-splaining the Athanasian creed?
0: Yeah, what would I say about that? I would say, well, this is what the Bible teaches, all right? This is what the Apostle Paul teaches, okay? You know... Um, you understand my question? Yeah, I do. I do. Right, exactly. Exactly. I do understand your question. Well, because, you know... Um, <laughs> is that a thing, Lutheran-splaining? I probably. <laughs> Probably by now, uh, but but the, the the point I'm trying to say is this is what the apostle Paul teaches. He does say that uh, we will be judged by our works, but he also says that our works are those that are that are done. You know. Um, that are done in in Jesus and the other you thing know, you can say about Jesus, that really. is yeah
1: is as you point to scripture right is the only reason why we confess the Creeds is because they confess the faith of scripture right so exactly. if the Athen- if we believe the
0: Athanasian Creed it's like saying we believe in script we believe what scripture says right right exactly and, and so if you're gonna as, yeah, yeah. yeah and not insofar as we shouldn't use that because that's just the quatinus I I Sometimes I say things. Yeah. But yeah. We're queer because, right. Not insofar as. Right. Go ahead. And so, as
1: I like to transition.
0: Yeah. 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 Get me out of this (laughs) one. (laughs)
1: Um, With that in mind, uh, if you believe it is a a correct explanation of Scripture, teaches what Scripture says, then you use
0: Scripture to better understand, right. Also, then those words. Right. Right. You know, so you look at the book of Romans. where the Apostle Paul is very clear, you know, he says that uh, we are saved, well, Ephesians, you know, chapter 2, we're saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. And then in the book of Romans, you know, uh, there is this, uh, this understanding that, you know, God will vindicate us uh, by those, those, uh, those works that mm-hmm. he has accomplished in us. You know, it'll be like, you know, uh, God has declared us to be his children and then on the last day, it'll be shown that we are his children. You know, he'll, he'll have it on display. And it's not that we've done these, but it's that they've been done by, by him mm-hmm. through us, you know. And, you know, if you look at yourself and you say, well, I don't see any of those works, well, it's by faith. That's, that's the way it is. That's how it goes, you know. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, am, am I am I explaining it correctly. Yeah, you are. You, think, you are. I, I, it's it's one of those it's a tricky thing. This it's is where we miss Berg saying, Well, actually Yeah, I know. Berg Burke would come in and probably yeah. set us both right. And Berg, you should do that. If if I if I missplained it. <laughs> See there's misplaining, there's Lutheran splaining, and then there's saying it. Correctly. Then there's Berg splaining. Then Berg explaining. Berg explaining <laughs> would get it right. But I'm pretty sure that's how it's it's preached and and that, that's how I, I explain it to to people, you know, that these works that are done are are works that God has done you know through us. So yeah. And the fact that uh
1: the, the text also points to baptism. Right. Exactly.
0: Let's get back to the text. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, one of born of water and the spirit mm-hmm. cannot enter the the kingdom of God. Now some would would like some groups like to separate and differentiate those. The water and, and you're, the spirit. You're born again by water that's and that's then your first
0: birth. You're born again by the Spirit. That's your second birth, right? Yeah, yeah. And and to that, I would say that uh, you know, the and there is pretty uh, pretty important, right? Mm-hmm. Water and the Spirit. These things go together, you know. Right. Um, it's not born of water and born of the Spirit. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah. But it's born of water and the Spirit. Right. Yeah. And. And so, uh, you know, this is speaking of Christian baptism, and that's always been seen and, as...
1: Right. And by the way, if, if you differentiate those two, right, then you, even if you do that, you have to say that uh, baptism is efficacious in saving you. Right. Because you have to be born again, even, even if you separate those two, they're two different ends. Right. You have to be born again by the water...
0: And the Spirit, right. Right, exactly. So baptism gives the Holy Spirit then, right? I mean, right. Goodness. So you know? even if you were yeah. to separate, I don't believe that the...
1: Well, then Jesus still says, unless you can... you're born by the water... And the Spirit, right. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, but the water is there too. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Either
1: way, right. you have to be, you know, born right. again by water right. to be saved. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So even if you misunderstand it that way... Hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Still be having you be, stand be, the water, right? Yeah, gotta have the water.
1: So, yeah. Well, that's. A, I think that's that's plenty of our text today. Okay, and yeah. uh, I would like yeah. to continue with a new segment.
0: Peter, play the intro.
1: Yes, this is Master Sermon Studio ah. with Bullhagen and Bert. Right, where we pick apart a sermon written and preached by Bullhagen, and then talk about it and analyze it. So, uh, the sermon that we'll be listening to, and, and anytime you want to pause, just let me know. Okay. So say, pause. Okay. And, uh, um, and I might pause it just to kind of go some of the things I was thinking about when I preach it. Okay? All right. And uh, so, this is a sermon for uh, a dear member uh, named Arnold. This Arnold. This was preached okay. uh, a week ago, mm-hmm. um, who uh, was a, 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 a man who was a dear man of faith, obviously, um, very—he was the one that—the kind of parishioner that every pastor needs, who right. when you you, you you get there uh, in Bible class and all sorts of things were suspicious, which I actually appreciate it in this yeah. way. Suspicious, like um, um, being—listening very intently to making sure you are you right. preaching God's Word. Yeah, I like that. You know? And so, Hold points, my feet to the fire—not in a disrespectful way. No, by the way, of course not. But in yeah. a way of, you know, you know, we want to make sure that we're getting God's word, right? And, uh, you know, you know, pastors don't necessarily like to be challenged. But at the same time, yeah, we don't mind when it is a, an honest discussion on the word of God and clarification and and holding our feet to the fire. Are right. you giving us the law and gospel or not? Right. Exactly. That is that Dover. Uh, Behind the collar, that doesn't bother. We don't, you know, it can be done in a way that's confrontational or something. But for him, it was just clarification. So did you mean this, or did you mean that? (laughs) Which also is good for a pastor to make sure that if you are being unclear,
0: that you can be more clear. So, but... Yeah, especially if you start talking about works and their relationship to salvation, right? You know, works are not necessary for salvation, but... Works are necessary. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, and, and i to return to that. Again. So the,
1: the tone of the sermon maybe be a little different than the average. I would yeah. say, um, in the sense of, uh, um, because I, I knew him well. You know, I tie, I, 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 and he was had served in the navy, um, and uh, had been he and his family. Uh, um, he had someone in his family who fought in World War One against the wow. Germans mm-hmm. when he was, essentially. Spoke German.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Things like yeah. that.
1: Hmm. Um, and so the sermon text for this is uh, Psalm 91, which is, uh, and he wanted, because I have funeral sheets that I hand out, and he said, I want Psalm 91 in the King James Version. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's a, that's what we did. And so that is a sermon text. Um, uh, and uh, listener, you can listen up to Psalm 91 or I refer to it. Do you want to have it in front of you?
0: Oh uh here. Sure. Yeah.
1: There you go. Thank you. And uh and so I'll just uh st- start off and then I'll I might stop. And if you want me to ever stop to comment on something, just, just let me know. All right. Um, one thing I'll I'll let you know is, is it is a funeral sermon, so I, I am when I preach, especially a funeral sermon, very kind of slow and deliberate. Um because I wanna give people time to think about what's going. So so you ready to go? Yeah. All right, here we go. In the name of Jesus, amen. The text for our consideration comes from our psalm today, Psalm 91. Lois and family of Arnold, friends of Arnold and fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, I just want to stop there. For some reason I've always that's how I begin every funeral sermon. I don't know why I did. you
0: uh yeah. You address the people there that are right. there and you know why they're coming, you know. I that, that that's a thing that I do too quite a bit. I will begin as I begin every sermon. Grace, mercy, and peace mm-hmm. are for you with the apostolic greeting, you know. But but then uh then I will uh I will come in and I'll I'll say and grace, mercy, and peace for you, mm-hmm. Lois, and you Friends, oh, that's a good way you know, to do for that. You, brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in Christ, but you know, just that, that that way, you know, it does make it personal to, to especially to the to, to the um, to the mourners who are there, who are especially immediate mm-hmm. relations. And
1: and, and and I differentiate too: family, friends, and brothers and sisters in Christ, right. because the the funeral sermon is something where you do actually preach to a more a wider variety of belief systems than you would yeah. on a normal Sunday morning,
0: right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you
1: know this is someone could be someone that they worked with or mm-hmm.
0: um, it could be just an acquaintance you know it could be that you have the uh the honor guard from the uh, local legion post that's mm-hmm. there you know right and, and they're they're uh, there to uh to commemorate this this fallen man you know and yet and yet uh um you know they get to hear the gospel now which they maybe, maybe never heard you know
1: and 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 one thing pastors hear from faithful members is they'll say they will want you to make sure you preach christ right and it it actually brings them comfort exactly. when the, you, the pastor says to them i will make sure your family your friends all those who care about you who come to this funeral who hear of jesus
0: right right i have to tell you a little story about this you know just just behind the collar moment you know preparing for a sermon a couple years ago um it was one of my dear members whose uh, grandson was the pastor of another Lutheran church body that will not be named. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can read the lines, you know, <laughs> figure that out. Uh, and uh, and um, his mother wanted him to, uh, to say some words at the funeral, and I said no. And this guy had the, the, uh, um, uh, the wherewithal, good guy, uh, as far as I can tell, um, he had the wherewithal to say, no, I just want to come and listen. I want to hear the gospel. I want to hear about Jesus for my grandma. That's that's what mm-hmm. I want to hear about. And and uh, that made me think. Yeah, you know, maybe there is salvation outside the Lutheran Church Missouri. <laughs> 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 of
1: course there is, folks. Of course
0: there is, folks. But you know, I, I'm just I'm just I'm just joking around a little bit. But but uh, it was it was it was a great thing to to have the support of this um, this pastor who you know. Um, Wanted to hear about Jesus. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. The word that is
1: thrown around quite often, yet is rarely understood, is the word bravery. It is used to describe someone, perhaps, who is simply confident in themselves, simply strong in difficult circumstances. Sometimes bravery is equated with personal strength, strong will, thinking little of the consequences of danger. Some have suggested in the, a faulty understanding of bravery that faith is an antithesis to bravery. Religion, they say, is for those who can't come to terms with reality It shows a lack of trust in yourself. It's a crutch for those who are weak. And while we see faith in God, in his word, being pushed out of every corner of our lives, out of society and our homes, as God's word gets pushed further and further from our lips, you would think then that at this point we would be a great and brave people hmm. even braver than we were 50 years ago
0: pause that was working a that's interesting yeah i never really thought of it that way but yeah that's that's interesting i uh that uh um you, you bring in bring in this concept of bravery and you set it up that it, it it's a false antithesis you're setting up here. I like that, you know, mm-hmm. because you're 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 setting this up where you can you can talk about bravery and faith that go together really, mm-hmm. uh, rather than this this false antithesis between these two things. And you're you're showing with contemporary examples how, um, this false antithesis that people set up that you're either brave or you have faith is. Uh, is just just destroyed by current cowardice, really. Right, because <laughs> cowardice is what it is. Because yeah. as I as I was preparing that part of the sermon,
1: I realized I didn't have to say anything further
0: right, about it about his.
1: Just, just ask him, Are we? And 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 yeah. part of that is knowing that he had it was World War II and the Korean War. Mm-hmm. He was in the Navy. That uh, um, he was an example of bravery and. And the fact that if you just say, do you think we're as brave as we are 50 years ago? Yeah. Everyone in their own minds
0: would say. no. Of course not. No. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. There's a whole bunch of uh, sociological stuff that we could talk about with that uh, in many ways. I mean, like like the fact that civilization has been getting more and more luxuriant and and stuff like that over the past 50 years Mm -hmm. means that we're less and less – Brave, less and less able to take the slings and arrows, and, and right? I didn't have to. I didn't have yeah. to say yep. say
1: anything further right. than that, though. Right. I said, "Do you just simply the question? Do you yeah. feel though...
0: That's, so, That's good
1: because because as I preach it, mm-hmm. even you know you you see the facial reactions of people when you say, "Do you think we're as brave as we were fifty years ago?" <laughs> yeah,
0: no way. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, and and so one thing that I do here is because he was an example of faith, I do use that. You know, good, yeah. Not, not for salvation, obviously, right? Like, you know, learn from Arnold, right? Of bravery, good, good, yeah. So, have we become more brave? Have we taught our children to be brave? Psalm ninety-one was often read by military chaplains before battle or any kind of strife. Which is why Arnold wanted it to be read and be read in the King James Version. Because special to him and his family. It was read by the chaplain to lead them to battle with bravery. It treaches true bravery. And it does so without, point, with pointing very little or anything at all about the personal strength of the individual. The psalmist admits that there are forces greater than he is: snares and traps, noisy battle and pestilence, destruction, ten thousand falling down on my right hand. Psalmist praise. Because the enemies that surround him give him every reason to be afraid. One note behind the collar moment, okay. So uh, as I prepared it, I was thinking it was a Psalm of David. As I was uh, preaching it, I wasn't sure.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I yeah I can't remember. I think. So is, is it? I mean. It, so I it was. wasn't just me that was. So just to be, so I was make sure I didn't want to say something right incorrect, I just called him the psalmist. The psalmist, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can check on that stuff easy enough, right? But 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 the, but, uh, but, uh, but you know, as I was busy preaching, pastor schedule, yeah, right, or, <laughs>
1: yeah. or or the fact that is is I didn't I kind of assumed that it was in mm-hmm. my mind, but then as I preached it, I wasn't sure. So I said, "Well, wait, is it?" So I just called him the psalmist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good, 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 good. So I thought that might
1: be kind of the high in the collar moment right. sometimes we go we, we think about. So Yeah, yeah. All right, continue on. Go ahead. Bravery did not come by personal strength. It came from recognizing weakness and trusting in God.
0: Pause that for a second there. Okay, you know that is a, a great Wonderful truth, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this uh, phrase, um, what is it? Courage is fear. Um, I think some people say courage is fear that's been overcome or something like that. But uh, a better way to say it, I think, for, for a Christian is courage is fear that has been baptized. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that here, you know, the perfect love of God casts out fear, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and that uh, um, this gives us courage uh, and bravery, you might say. Mm-hmm. You know, because that, that, that's the theme of your sermon. You're speaking a lot about bravery, and you're saying that this bravery doesn't come welling up from inside of ourselves. You know, oftentimes the things that come welling up from inside of ourselves are things like anger and spite and... and very powerful things, but also very negative things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but bravery is something different. Bravery comes from outside of us. And yeah, I think that's what you're saying, right? right. Yeah. Right.
1: And and as I, you know, one thing you'll notice about the funeral sermon too is, is um, I really try and, and kind of mold everything to a, a theme that people mm-hmm. can take. Because sometimes we can get in the habit of of uh, making just a hodgepodge of, okay, this is a person's life, Um Here's the Bible reading. This is a law, this is a gospel. And oh by the way, we know that, you know, so So-and-so and so believed this or that they're yeah. going to heaven. Yeah. What I try to do is to kind of mend it in an all kind of a unified That's great. ways. So so you'll as you hear, I don't really this whole bravery concept. I never really leave and say because sometimes I I get to, I've, got, I've heard many of funeral sermons where they have kind of a nice sermon. But they don't really preach what is going on and what has happened, and it's like tacked on the gospel. the The resurrection is kind of mm-hmm. tacked on, without making it really the heart of everything you're talking about. Hmm. Hmm. So, so, so you'll notice as as I go through this that that I really try, and maybe some of it's because of my own attention issues. <laughs> you know that I have to preach in a way that keeps my own attention. That I think, you know, what would keep my attention? That's one thing. So, so I've kind of, will develop this whole idea in the funeral sermon all along the way.
0: That's great. Very good.
1: The, the psalmist who prays because he really is afraid, all of us would be, is trusting in the words and promises of God. That in the midst of fear, he lives in the shadow of the Almighty, the true God who is his refuge and strength, his refuge and his fortress. God will deliver me. He will cover me with his feathers and the comfort of his mighty wings. He will send his angels charge over me. His bravery is not about personal strength. It is about the promise of God. That God is stronger than every evil force that this world could ever throw at you. Is the Lord God Almighty. Essentially, the psalmist admits, I need a shelter. I need a fortress. I need protection. I need salvation. And that is what the Lord God is to me. Today we remember God's grace shown to Arnold. And God gave us in Arnold an example of this kind of bravery, true bravery, the bravery that comes by faith. I could not read Psalm 91 to Arnold without him tearing up and crying. Now some would say that's weak, but not so. They were tears of bravery. They were tears that recognized his own weakness and recognized the powerful enemies that surrounded him, those he loved. They were tears that truly understood that he was a sinner who could never save himself. They were tears that understood that every breath I take was given to me by the command of God, and the only way I could receive the kingdom of God is by the grace of God. And although the last year and a half were very difficult for Arnold, Arnold faced death with bravery, very little fear for himself, not found in his strength, not filled with self-pride, I can beat this disease, no, bravery that came from knowing that I am in Jesus Christ, my Lord. His bravery was found in his weakness. His bravery was found in the Lord Jesus who blazed that trail for him from death to life. Pause Jesus who here. faced him I,
0: I, I, I want you to go back and play that, that part about Jesus, you know, for that part. But I'd love, I love how you talk about his bravery was found in his weakness. Because mm-hmm. this this is also uh, the, the life of a Christian. I mean, this is what Paul talks about as well. Right. You know, um, he... Praise to God three times that uh, God take away the thorn in His flesh, right? And we don't know what that thorn was. We're talking Second Corinthians chapter right. four or something like that, you know. But uh, but you know it might have been he just couldn't see very well. We we don't know, you know. But but the fact is is that uh, uh, he calls the Apostle Paul calls this thorn in his flesh a messenger sent from Satan to harass him, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's an interesting thing. Uh, but but the the point I'm trying to make though is that. God responds to his prayer, saying, "My grace is sufficient for you. Um, uh, for when you are weak, then you are strong." Mm-hmm. And then Paul says, "I'm going to boast all the more of my weaknesses." Then, you know, mm-hmm. um, or, or you think yeah.
1: think of of uh, who it is that Jesus actually comments, you know, mm-hmm. you by your faith, or great is your faith. It's right. all people who came to them in their own weakness, right? In desperation, exactly.
0: And and you know who is it that that fights Goliath and and triumphs over him? It's this boy David, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, God is the one who gives the victory. God is the one who gives uh, salvation. God is the one who gives, um, you know, his his. Uh, uh, his good gifts. You know, we we don't uh, get these things because we're so smart or so brave or so able or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it's all by God's grace. Wonderful. Yeah, and you're you're talking about that with Jesus and you probably should back up a little bit so that we can catch all you right. again. Like 10 seconds. Maybe. Great enemies. All right.
1: All right. Not filled with self-pride, I can beat this disease. No. Bravery that came from knowing that I am in Jesus Christ my lord his bravery was found in his weakness his bravery was found in the lord jesus who blazed that trail for him from death to life jesus who faced his great enemies yet in love died for the sins of the world jesus who had carried everyone's sins died for arnold and he knew this jesus bore the marks of death bore the pain of nails and a thorn crown of thorns He bore the shame of our sins. Then Jesus bravely and obediently fulfilled the will of his Father, wrestled with the devil, defeated the beast, breathed his last, and sprung forth from the grave alive. Is this Jesus that called Arnold by name. It was this Jesus who called him through the waters of baptism It was this Jesus who fed Arnold his very body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. It is this Jesus that made a promise to Arnold that he himself will carry him home, that these dead bones would live again. And now we have a promise. From Jesus too. Jesus said, "All heaven rejoices when a sinner repents. All heaven rejoices when a child is brought home. For in death, God remained true to His promise to Arnold, the promise that gave him bravery in the face of death." So, so there again, I, I gotten away a little bit from the bravery, but I still. I right. still want to beat that drum. I right. still want to kind of go back to that. Yeah. And and so I went from uh, uh, his example of bravery in his death and showed where that really came from from our Lord who is the ultimate example of bravery on right. the cross and then back to that bravery concept again for Arnold. So so I am I'm, I'm mindful of trying to continue to follow this this theme kind of throughout the sermon, uh, and then bringing it up, obviously, speaking of Christ, his death, and his resurrection, not necessarily in a tangential way, or well, right. by the way, you know, but in the—and that, that really helps me in the sermon writing, because if, if it just becomes a rote, okay, I'm going to talk about Jesus now, it becomes after, you know, 20-some years of doing this, you know, 23 right. years of doing this, 24 years of doing this— you know, you can only say it so many times, but if you work it within the theme of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for this case, like the concept of bravery, uh, then it becomes much easier to kind of bring it in and to talk about it and talk about it in a fresh way right. that resonates with people. Not yeah. not a tacked yeah. on thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's this. This is good. You know, I mean, and, and honestly, I mean. Um, one of the simplest things to do as a pastor when you have a funeral and you're busy and everything is going on is you find one that fits the text that you preached before, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I, I, think that, uh, the best, the best funeral sermons are those that really fit the situation and fit the, fit the person, you know, that you're talking about. I think For me, does. a
1: lot of the sermon preparation actually comes from, um, what texts I choose.
0: Right. I, sure.
1: I, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the way it should be, you know, right. Um, Right, so yeah,
1: you know, there are times behind the car moment where um, I was struggling. Well, what kind of angle would I want to go to my sermon? So I picked a text and that would it, that would challenge me.
0: And right, right, and then you somehow know, it all fit. Yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah. A, yeah.
1: pick a pick a sermon text for a funeral that uh, isn't an obvious choice for a funeral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then in using that, or sometimes. The confirmation verse, if you're able to find one of those, right. can be, do that too.
0: Right, they can, they can throw you for a loop <laughs> Right, <laughs> sometimes, that's right. But it's, it's a good loop though too, you know, you're like, okay, you know, how does this verse apply, you know? Um, yeah, I can't remember any specific situations where I was befuddled, but yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, very good.
1: To be his refuge and fortress, the God of salvation. To everyone who is gathered here today, I'll be- this is kind of the the transition. Then, right? You know, you know I'm mean? so you. So I'm talking about bravery. Talk yep. about Arnold facing death with bravery. How that bravery comes from Jesus, who died, who made promise, fed him, baptized and, and him, called him by name, rose again, from rose the dead. from the dead. Yeah. Now, as as you you know, uh, if it is someone of faith like that, w- their concern then is making sure that people know. That it's for the listener right and that, exactly. that's kind of where i'm going yeah, now. right
0: right that makes sense good the god
1: of salvation and to everyone who is gathered here today on behalf of arnold because i know he wanted me to encourage you in this and i can imagine his face that he would give me if i didn't <laughs>
0: I hear some laughter there. <laughs> yeah. He would
1: say, and he'd want you to hear, not to be strong, but to be brave. Not to be strong in yourself, but strong in the Lord. Not to be confident in yourself, but confident in the promises that God's Word gives to you. To be humbled by the law of God that crushes your sin, Crushes your, crushes your desire to follow your own way, that you may be comforted in the Lord Jesus who carried your shame to the cross. And I would encourage you to teach your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren what true bravery is. So uh, they'll stop there because that is always a concern.
0: Yeah. Right, right. You have,
1: yeah. Because every every grandparent who has great grandchildren all the way down, mm-hmm. what's what 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 bothers them the most? That their
0: kids don't go to church or I mean, something. Now, something not, like not, that. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that that, that is a case that's that, that, yeah. that
1: the case here. That you know because mm-hmm. you don't know, right, right. But that is continues to be a constant concern uh, for every every grandfather, great grandfather.
0: Right, right.
1: Even if you use Arnold as an example, not glossing over his weaknesses, but also how bravery is found in trusting in the Lord God who created you, the Lord Jesus who redeemed you, and the Holy Spirit that called you by name. Jesus said in our gospel reading, Peace I give you. It's kind of interesting that we actually just read the text for, mm-hmm. for this. Right. Um, and it was, uh, it was something that uh, Arnold's wife, it was uh, from the gospel lesson. She wanted this gospel lesson hmm. for the service. So it was a, a text she had also requested. Hmm. Marvelous. Not as the world gives you, let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus spoke those words to the disciples before his death because he knew they would be afraid. Jesus teaches them bravery as their weaknesses will be evident on every level. Bravery to trust in him. Arnold's favorite hymn, the Navy hymn, which we will be singing at the close of this service, I want you to think about what those words say. Eternal Father, strong to save. He knew there were a lot of obstacles against Him in the Navy and at war. He knew that the enemies were great. He knew the devil was powerful. But this hymn confesses that it is a God who protects Him. It is God who saves Him. And when we sing it, remember how God has brought salvation to Arnold. How God faithfully kept that promise for him. That not even death can hold Arnold. The Father in love sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to save him. That he has washed his robe in the blood of the Lamb that in the holy resurrection he will be finally and fully healed. To stare to the face of God with new eyes. To hear his voice with new ears. To join all the saints in his kingdom. To join his voice with their voice. The glory of the God who saved him when he was weak. For Arnold is alive in Christ forever. Amen. May the peace of yeah. So, uh, so as I kind of brought it around, then you know that kind of is I think standard for me to to uh, obviously bring the comfort to the family, but but also keeping in line. Like uh, so, I used the bravery example from the the psalm mm-hmm. uh, from the gospel reading. Then that I used from John, and then uh, for the hearers, you know, admitting that you are weak, right? But uh, look what who you have, and then to the resurrection strength, ultimately right. again, yeah, yeah, for Arnold, and that I, God kept that promise.
0: I appreciate how you uh, you preach the resurrection there. You know that uh, we're not just. Saying, well, you know, his soul goes to be in heaven, you know, and and that's enough. But you know, you you actually preach the resurrection, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because th- 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 that's our hope, you know, as 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 uh, mm-hmm. Christians, we're looking forward to that day that Jesus comes back and raises the dead and gives eternal life. You know, L- to less, less so to with this, this funeral yeah.
1: sermon, but uh, um, a lot of times in other funeral sermons, I I will do that where mm-hmm. I will specifically say, um. Talk about and make sure they understand in a very clear way. This is a real bodily resurrection. This isn't right. the you know the kind of th- ways that a lot of people think of like this nebulous spiritual.
0: Yeah, I try to going do... up on the cloud and strumming a harp and right. Philadelphia cream cheese and whatever and you know? a real
1: <laughs> tangible thing. I did that with him. Was seeing with his eyes, hearing right. with his ears, singing with his voice. Right. Exactly. Um, and uh a a real and i use it earlier when i talk about these bones will rise rise Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so and another thing i might do is is because like i said earlier you don't know the audience i'll point then to well you heard what jesus said don't take my word for it this is what jesus said in his word right right. you know um this is how we know and this is how we know the resurrection is real
0: Right, right. You know, my dad told a story about just a, a really terrible week that he had as a pastor um, where he had three funerals, and all of them—well, I think maybe one of them was a guy who was 55 years old uh, who died of a heart attack, and dad said, well, you know, he was like in his 30s at that time, and he's like, well, that's old. You know, I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But then there were two young people, one young man who died drowning in a, in a youth group um, get together in a, in a in a creek and another man who was I think in the seminary and he he uh, died uh, um, lifting weights. You should think about that. Do you have a spotter? I'm so, I'm, I'm kidding yes. around. I'm, okay, you know um, sometimes sometimes right right right. I'm I'm kidding around with you too much. I, but but uh, um, you know so you know he had these these three really terrible funerals and you know he was he was standing at the grave of uh, the last one. And he was thinking to himself, this family really doesn't care at all about what I have to say. They got, I, got, I got nothing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to say to them from myself. But they want to hear what Jesus has to say. <laughs> they want to hear what, what, what he's got. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. You know, he says, um, the time is coming and is now here, when the dead mm-hmm. will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those that hear will live you know, for the for the son has life in himself. The father has granted the son to have life in himself. And right. The father has life in himself. You know, this trinitarian idea there too. You know, but yeah, go ahead. So, 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 that, yeah.
1: I just thought it'd be interesting to kind of, you know, one thing. You know, we're always careful is not to eulogize. Right. Right. You know, but I don't think it's inappropriate to use him as an example. Right.
0: And I've done that before. Um, there there, you know, there, there was a, uh, there was a man who, um. I've had this happen a couple times where uh, a, uh, a man gets, uh, like, has a stroke or has a situation where they, they're they unable to um, do what they formerly did, mm-hmm. and it's an opportunity at that point, especially for a pastor, to get with a delinquent member who's had this go on and say, you know, this is your opportunity <laughs> to hear the gospel now, and mm-hmm. I'm going to come and I'm going to bring communion to you every, week, every month now. Uh, and it's your opportunity to hear the gospel and hear, hear this uh, this great good news, you know, and of course, um, you know, I, I ask them if they desire that, and generally they say yes, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and and then, you know, I made mention of that in a sermon uh, once, uh, that, uh, you know, well, this man was he- healthy, he had no no time for this, no time for God's Word, no time for the Church, but now, you know... You know, after he had this stroke, you know, God brought him closer to Himself, mm-hmm. and God worked this. You know, and and it's a marvelous thing. You know, um, not to say that we should trust that that's going to happen for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not to say that oh, I can go ahead and live like hell until I have a stroke. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's what these guys were doing. You know, <laughs> that's basically what they were doing. You know, and and uh, and I told him that I said, yeah, you were you were doing that, weren't you? He said, like, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but God was merciful, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that, that's a, a marvelous thing when it happens. Uh, just uh, like like you said, uh, it is, it is a, uh, a rejoicing when one sinner comes to repentance, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and that's what happened in these men's lives. Uh, they, they, they came to repentance. Um, God brought them to that with a stroke. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, are you going to be able to join us at all again? Hopefully, maybe. I, I hope so. I hope so. If you'll have me back, yes. You know, yes. Maybe. You know,
1: may, I don't know. You're you're busy,
0: but maybe maybe one time before you head north. I hope so. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. I got a lot on my plate. I, I, know I have you to make do. sure I get around to all my shut-ins and see yes. them again. Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, say goodbye to them, and then... And, uh,
1: and, and you even, we'll, we'll find a way to do it remotely sure. once in a while, too. Right. We'll, right. we'll get that right. figured out.
0: I got to say bye to Berg. I don't know where he is, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, you know? he's, <laughs> he's got a...
1: Doing exactly what we we're just... Right. The funeral service. He's got a funeral going on. Right, yeah, right so right. yeah, he's been he's been busy with that, yeah. so... Good. Um, but uh, thank you. I know yep. you're telling you you got to get going yep. here, that's so... That's right, that's right. Um, oh, where can they get a hold of us?
0: Oh, yeah, they can get a hold of us at uh, email, feedback at clericalerrors.com. Uh, they can get a hold of us on facebook.com slash clerical errors podcast. And they can tweet us on the Twitter. At me, bro. At clerical errors P. P for podcast. P for podcast. All right.
1: All right. Uh, thank you for listening. Yep. And, and uh, uh, I'm Bullhagen. I'm Bert. And uh, may your
0: funerals <laughs> be gospel filled.
1: Thank you for joining us. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Questions, thoughts, concerns? You can contact us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash clericalairs podcast, on Twitter at ClericalAirs P for podcast, or email us at feedback at clericalairs.org. Thanks for listening to Clerical Airs. See you next time.